Welcome to Chasing the Chaos. Where like the storm chasers, we chase the chaos of the storm. We take the mayhem of mainstream media and spice it up with an interesting twist. Honey, like close the windows, we're flying by like Inglewood. Like, I, you know, <laughs> it's literally on our hands because of what we did. So they're doing whatever it takes to make sure that all avenues are covered. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. This all is right. getting chaotic. Last week, we reported on the guilty verdicts against two companies in the Trump Organization. A Manhattan jury convicted them of criminal tax fraud. The former president himself did not face charges in the case, but other investigations are in the pipeline, including one focusing on a hush money payment to porn star Stormy Daniels, who claims she had an affair with Trump. This stems from the Manhattan District Attorney's broader criminal investigation looking into whether Trump used misleading asset valuations to defraud lenders. The New York grand jury has reconvened to discuss the matter of former president of the United States Donald Trump's hush money payment given to the adult film star Stormy Daniels. You had to, the lineup you mentioned, and picking it out of a lineup, which of these mushrooms, orange mushrooms, would most represent the commander-in-chief okay. so of the United States military? <laughs> so it's coming at me at the correct angle? Yes. All right, the grand jury is currently discussing if Trump falsifying business records on $130,000 to pay Stormy Daniels in hush money has enough evidence and grounds to charge the former U.S. president with a felony indictment. Trump posted on his social media app, Truth Social, to air out his frustrations and grievances earlier this week, stating to his supporters that he will soon be arrested and hurled insinuations of conspiracy and corruption towards the Manhattan District Attorney Office investigating the case. Recently, Donald Trump has the odds in his favor as he leads the Republican Party against Joe Biden in 2024, even though Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has not officially thrown his hat in the ring to run in competition against him. Will Trump face consequences for yet another legal debacle, or is Trump left to defend against the attacks hurled against him, aiming to hurt his chances in 2024? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, he's just, he's Trump, man. He's a Trump, man. <laughs> he's not going to ever get in trouble for the things he does. Are we, like, not understanding that yet? Like, dude, this guy's, like... It's Trump! To be fair, I mean, his mouth is just getting him into more trouble. Like, he's just playing the innocent card, and it's not going to work because there's evidence literally stacked up against him. For example, his lawyer, lawyer, Michael Cohen, literally confessed, saying that he's connected to the whole incident with Stormy Daniels, paying that, I don't remember how much it was, 130 k 130 Yeah, 130 k yeah. in connection to that. Next up, I heard a different story in regards to the, the lawyer's case. I heard that there was a counterclaim stating that the money used as a, a hush money, a payoff, was actually um, an illegal campaign donation. Did any of you guys hear that? I did hear that, that too. I did I hear did that too. Yeah. That's as, why he's in trouble. Because it's like if he wants to just quiet her down with some money, I think that's, I mean, it's obviously kind of shady, but it's like, I think it's the fact that he used those funds illegally. Or maybe that he has all the funds in the world to do so. I think that's the key word, though, is illegally. Yeah. The fact it, yeah. that he has the funds is one thing, but using them for the wrong purpose is illegal. It was, yeah. it was campaign and, donations, right? Is yeah. what it was? Oh, okay, so that's an issue. Yeah. You can't do that. That's well, what I'm saying. what do you guys think is going to happen with his upcoming campaigns? Do you think it's going to 
make him I, more popular? Do you think it's going to almost segregate the beliefs within the, the, I think he's trying to the save political face. parties? He's the, really trying to save face, honestly, because yes. his ego is going to be his downfall. Because yes. one of the things I read is, quote, I am guilty of nothing except for the fact that I am beating all Republicans and Democrats badly in the presidential <laughs> I race. love this guy. I hate like, him, but I love him. <laughs> yeah, see, that's literally his ego talking. So but he, that's the more the thing he with keeps Trump. talking. Okay. That's the thing with Trump is his ego is so big, but he... I mean, he, he is leading right now. He's not saying anything that's wrong there. So I mean, it's like a it's it's a fifty it fifty type of thing. You know what I mean? If I think is his is his campaign going to be ruined because of this? I don't no. think so. I really don't think so. You don't think so? No, I Why? I don't. Not because of this whole situation. I feel like his mouth is going to get him in trouble. Like next step was saying. I, I can agree with that. I feel like Trump has all the finances in the world to fund a campaign. Yeah. I feel like yeah. finances aren't the concern here. I feel like the main concern is the suspicious action of paying off. Exactly. But I think you guys are like failing to understand is, dude, Trump could literally, and he said this jokingly, but it's kind of true. He could walk into Times Square, murder somebody, and people would still applaud and support him. It's like people are willing to look past that. Or how about the whole locker room conversation? Remember that was recorded with Billy Bush where he said all those things about like, I just grab women. I do whatever I want oh, with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. hear what they want to hear. But the thing is, for people who like Trump is he has such things that they relate to. And he's so like honestly brutal and just different than all these other politicians that he's already created a cult fan base who exactly. don't care what he says or does. Exactly. That's well put. He created a whole storm of people, a whole army of people to yes. storm and raid the United States Capitol. That's why and it's that's a problem. That Exactly. Yeah. It, exactly. But it's yeah. kind of boring. Like, Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden's so boring. I, I'm kind of, like, starting to get interested in him again. Mean? It's not even Yo, about Joe what? Biden or anything like that. To be honest, I personally don't like either of them. Yo, but, like, like what about the memes? Like, the Joe <laughs> Biden memes? Sleepy Joe. <laughs> what about those memes without... Yeah, but those memes are gonna die in like a year, like he will. Oh, like do you know what I'm saying? Like I rather have Ooh. a guy. I rather have a guy Damn. like DJ. Well, honestly though, like DJT, he did some good things too, guys. Like there were some good people on say? both sides. <laughs> he did some good. Like the economy wasn't so horrible. He oh stood up goodness. to China and like North Korea. I'm not a big Trump guy. I've never really have been, but he does have large hands. And I... we need to all understand that his hands are very large. He does not have small hands at all. Unlike other parts. No, that's the point. Jordan. No, he has giant <laughs> hands, Jordan. How dare you? How dare you? Talk about our former president like that. He has the <laughs> largest hands I've ever seen, okay? Yo, yo, can I get a playback? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> but there is one thing I will say about Trump. What's and that? it was it was kind of it was live today that I was like listening to it and everything. Uh he said that, you know, if he was in if he was our president, right? Right now? Yeah, if he was our president right now, the thing with uh Vladimir Putin and Russia and all that and the Ukraine, it wouldn't have happened. And I do agree with that. I yeah. I don't want to stutter, but I also want to say my my truth here. I agree with you. Yeah, that's I, a heavy take, but I, I can say I agree. To be fair, Donald Trump does have a very clear understanding of the business aspect of how to manage it, and I think that's what a lot of people were upset with is the fact that the U.S. was being run like a business rather than you yeah. know they're appealing to the people. That's why you have this quote unquote cult following that's saying, "Oh yeah, you're doing great, you're doing awesome." Because they were looking at it from his perspective. But 
at the same time, the people that were not part of his little cult thing, the people that were like part of the United States and actually liking what he was doing, that that's also in there too. So it's not it's it's not just his little cult thing. It, it's it's everybody. There's a lot of people that did like that. The U.S. was being being treated like a business. Okay, well, give me your early 2024 predictions. I was Honestly. just going to ask. I was like, who do you think is going to actually win this thing? Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, before we, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we even... Sorry. Before we even predict, do you think DeSantis will beat Trump? Because I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he has enough I don't juice. Think, I don't think so either. I think his controversial opinions through the media have kind of washed him out whereas Trump holds a higher position higher influence has more money has more fans has more everything and all of that in a political sense is crucial that's what's going to help you win the election whether or not we like him or not that's still crucial for him to win the election well Trump will be dirtier he'll get dirtier than DeSantis will he will go to Lowe's. Which is scary. He'll go to yeah. Lowe's that DeSantis probably won't go to because he really wants this. And he understands that some of the media will defend it and some will be afraid and attack it. But either way, he wins because people will talk about him. We're See, already talking about him two years before the election. My question True. with that is why would he go to, if he has all those opinions, why would he go to his own platform for that? Because, I mean, you already know you're going to find people that already agree with you. His own but platform, meaning... True social. So, yeah, social. so you yeah. mean afterwards how Twitter banned him and all that, so he couldn't go there? Pretty sure he got unbanned. No, he's unbanned Yeah, now. he's unbanned, but he doesn't want to go back. Well, that's where the leftist extremists are. Oh, my goodness. The blue-haired <laughs> Seattle Antifa but, writers. But like, that's the thing. That's the thing is he, he actually kind of did go somewhere else with it because he was on Fox today talking about it. Today? Yeah. That's oh. that's what there it was, was live about. Well, have yeah. you seen yeah. Twitter nowadays? <laughs> it's like Portland. It's just like Portland. Oh, it's just dreadful. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. Yo. <laughs> to be fair, though, I really think he went to that platform just for a boost in his ego because, I mean, he already has a high ego, let's be honest. But at that point, he's just looking for just something. High. Oh, well, he I has don't know the what biggest ego. <laughs> it's not, the only, no one that not the only big thing about him, believe me. Bigly, <laughs> it's very bigly. Do what I want to believe you? <laughs> but at the same time, his ego, I mean, I feel like that's why a lot of people don't like him is because of that ego. Com- because ego, confidence, either. Yeah. Even looking at the last election, if he just shut his fucking mouth, he probably would have won that. So, yeah. I mean... Ego is that it's a killer. 50-50. I, yeah, I don't know it. if it was that. I think it was more discouraging uh, people to uh, vote through mail because most of those people came up uh, to the actual like polls, whereas a lot of the Biden people gave out their mail registrations. So they kind of. Yeah, but he he opened his mouth. He was. I guess yeah, that's true. There's, yeah. there's no coming he, back from that. That man's mouth opened, was open and been open ever since he entered politics. I, and, yeah. and that's the. That's you don't the, think there's any coming point. back though. You don't think he can win against this corpse right now? Oh, I 100 percent believe that this man has developed a whole army of believers in him. Like, like. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Well, but isn't some of the responsibility also on Joe Biden because it, we haven't gotten a lot to like root for? To be fair, from that, either of them, y- y- have yeah, that's yeah. that's actually true. 
That's actually true. It, like we got, we were getting so much on the campaign, and then after the campaign, and after he won the presidential election, yeah, where's it? It's like, all right, well, where the hell has he been? Much of the you saw there, Trump. Right? You saw Trump in media every week about something that was going on. Where is Kamala Harris been? No, no, no actually, serious question. Hold on, serious hold answer. on, hold on, hold on. Where has she been since that famous viral phone call? We did it, Joe. We did. It. I have not seen this woman actually, anywhere. Not, I'm not defending or anything. I, I think it's awesome that you asked this question. Cool. But I heard it, I overheard an article stating um, that Kamala Harris is actually out in, I believe, West Africa right now working on relations in some sort of way of benefiting benefiting um, trade or something like that. Short, no, Shorty, Shorty is on, bro, Shorty is probably on a resort trying to get tan more. She knows she's got the black vote coming up, so she's trying to get a little bit darker for it, and then she can have a few pictures to post on Instagram <laughs> where it's like, oh, I'm with my African brothers and sisters. Meanwhile, let's not forget, <laughs> let's not forget the crime bill, and let's not forget that Kamala Harris is one of the top people in California to put a lot of black people, ask in you and me, in jail. So let's not forget that while she does her little West African trip. Damn. Do you want a you glass okay? of water? You want to talk about it, bro? Are you okay? No, I don't. I don't. Nope. I mean, hey, fair enough. I mean, I'm going to bring it back, though, a little bit. Paying $130,000 to the adult entertainment artist, I mean, that's a bit much. Let's be honest. That's a Just lot that of number. Money. 130K, you clearly have a he lot He has to that, though. Yes, but that's still a lot. He has Way more than that. <laughs> but so, the, only, the only thing is that shifted the attention you back forget, to him. He owned his own business at one point. Yes, but it still, <laughs> he owned it, his own it still shifted that attention back to him point. because of all that money just going out to one person. Like, that's the fact that he's just like, oh, okay, take this amount of money to stay quiet. We see that in everything, though. When, you ha- when you're making millions of dollars, the, hundred, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're making, that's just pocket change, dude. Even so, if that's it's pocket change like, or not. Here you go. Either like, way, you it's know. just the fact that it's being directed in a certain manner. That's yes, I agree with that. We were talking about finances and how you know he has loads of money. Sure, he can spend it on whatever he wants, but it's the fact that it's being directed this way that's the problem. Well, yes, that is the problem. Well, there but, you go. <laughs> but but what I will say is that it's it's nothing to him. Money is nothing to Donald Trump because he has so much of it. I feel like I don't know if that's true. Wasn't he like I, in debt and like like he's like I don't think he is. Yo, I don't think I he's just the richest guy. Look it up. I Look think, it up. I think that um, you say money is like nothing. I think money is everything to him. Yeah. I think Donald Trump has literal dreams of him turning into a dollar bill. <laughs> Probably, honestly, probably. I wouldn't be surprised with that. So I like that dick, actually. But I'm just saying, like, the money that, like, he pushes out, it's nothing because he knows he's just going to. Well, if it was nothing, then why did he use only. He's going to get it right back. Well, well, if it was nothing, then why did he use campaign donations for it instead of just something out of his own pocket? That's a good question. It seems like it was something for him and he didn't want to pay it and he didn't. He wanted to save face. So what he really did was just. Hey, like I'll take a little bit of here, do a few little bit of maneuvering, have the lawyers put a little talk on it, and hey, Stormy, don't say anything. But then again, she was right on Jimmy Kimmel speaking about which size of the mushroom was his, and unfortunately, he got the little piglet. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> god damn! <laughs> anyway, that's the end of this segment. Coming up next, we have some more serious news for you, so stay tuned. Attention, this segment contains triggering and intense audio. Listener discretion is advised. On March 27th at 10.13 a.m., 
Police responded to a shooting at the Covenant Catholic School located in Nashville, Tennessee, where there were reports of a shooting inside the school building. When police arrived, they were given the school keys and hurried inside, where within 14 minutes, the authorities shot down the suspect, Audrey Hale, a 28-year-old transgender woman who previously had attended the school. Hale unfortunately shot and killed six people, including three children and three adults. This is the 124th mass shooting of this year already in the United States, and we are not even in April. Listener's discretion is advised. There's already multiple sides to this argument embedded inside the people's opinion when it comes to American shootings. Is this a gun control problem, a mental health problem, or both? Will these horrible tragedies ever end? That's a great question, Next Step, and I, I again, I, I feel so caught up in emotion after not only hearing that audio, but knowing the context of the story. And I genuinely don't believe these tragedies will ever end unless there's a form of restructure or assistance in mental health or some regulations with guns or something along that line. But if there's no action embedded within the military or policies being changed or assistance being aided, I don't see this solution being far from over. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think so. I, I just, I don't think so. I just, it'll never end. It doesn't matter. And it's like, it's half the politicians fault. It's half the NRA's fault who keeps funding these politicians to keep on giving their pro gun talking points. And it's just, it's unfortunate because more children in, will die. They'll be killed and slaughtered in schools. And it's just unfortunate because, you know, I think at the tail end of my school career, when I was in like high school and middle school, that was something you kind of thought about. You kind oh, of, sure. you know, you, that's something you kind of look over your shoulder about. And that's, that's when you kind of are extra nice to the quiet guy and like all seriousness, it really is. It's like when you, you start paying attention more and it's unfortunate and I don't understand where it stems from, but it's just, I just think that we need a way to ban certain weapons. It doesn't matter because so many guns are inside of circulation and stuff like that, but it's just like, there's gotta be something done to make it harder to attain these weapons. Now, this person, Audrey Hale, 28 years old, there was no real signs. Right. She didn't even have a criminal history. And for me, well, first, I want to say that my heart goes out to the families of both the adults and the kids that were suffering. But for me, you know, I'm already Christian. So a lot of the Christian values in the Bible, they go against homosexuality. So that's a likely cause for the shooting, excuse me, because it was a Christian school. Oh, I didn't think about that. And yep. the police did say uh, in an interview yesterday, there might have been some resentment that she felt because this was a school that she used to go to as a kid. Who knows what were some of the beliefs that she. That's why I'm felt. saying it ties in because of that. She was, I wouldn't even say it. Well, there was some motivation behind it. So that's. Right. I just, I don't, I don't know if we're going to know enough. I know there's like a manifesto that was left behind and things like that. And we all saw the video of her getting shot and killed it was it was i want to i want to make a quick comment about the police i just want to commend their bravery uh it wasn't anything like the uvalde thing where they were just waiting hours while the kids were being slaughtered in the classroom yeah it was 14 minutes they were in they they were decisive and i i just really want to say that for everybody at chasing the chaos we really do applaud the police and how, how heroic and brave they really were honestly uh you don't know how many more people have could have been affected but due to the police having swift action, so many lives were possibly saved. Yeah. 
the lives yeah. of the other students as well. Like yeah, that's that's what, we, that's what I was getting at. You got to remember the lives of the other students who were in that scenario. Just because they didn't get killed doesn't mean that they're still scarred from that incident. Or affected. Oh, they're, or yeah, affected. they're scarred for yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. scarred for and life. Being being a person that's like almost been part of something like that, it's a scary it's a scary thing. So like to even be like the other people, you know what I mean? That's like, oh, we got to watch out now. You and know? one thing that Marcus said that stood uh, stood out to me is when you said you what did you mention about the career fair? We said you had to look over your shoulder. Yeah, just that. Like, yeah, that in itself, the fact that you have to look over your shoulder in your own country, that's a problem. Because for me, at least, what I believe, it's not the gun; it's the person behind the gun. Exactly. Because yeah. the gun itself is not going to kill you; it's the person who's pulling the trigger. So it's that fact that you have to look over behind your shoulder and say, "Okay, who's watching me? Who who's pointing this at me? Who's doing what?" That's the problem. <laughs> But, but I that's exactly I, how I was in high school when like stuff happened like that. It's it breaks my heart that we can all agree that we felt that way. Can all of us agree that yeah. we felt that yeah. way? I was I, I, a little story time. Okay. When I was in high school, um, there was this kid. I forget the kid's name now. Don't bring it up. Yeah, I don't plan on bringing it up. But he had enough ammunition to hit everybody in the school eighteen times, <gasps> and I was Jeez. number two on the list. There was a what? list? Uh, yeah, there was a list. I literally saw the list. I got brought into the principal's office. Can you start from the beginning of the story? Because we, we... This is a whole different realm. Yeah, yeah, so do you want to start from the beginning and kind of just tell us? Oh, so... Without giving right. names, obviously. Yeah, so there was this kid. He didn't like a lot of people in school and everything like that. And because, you know, we were sports kids, all the sports kids were first. And the two people that were first was the quarterback and then me on the list and he had enough ammunition to hit everybody on the list 30 times but everybody in the school 18 times so it's it's a scary it's a scary thing to be dealing with like that type of stuff how did this get discovered um one of his friends ended up telling the principal and gave him the list because his friend had the list as well and i got brought into the principal's office and that's how it got like told to me it's like we're gonna keep you in here because we don't want you going to class right now. What was your initial reaction when you f- you discovered that you were number two on the list? Um, me at the time, I was not the nicest person, so like mm-hmm. I wanted to go after the kid. But right. because of like afterwards thinking, it's like, oh, well that's serious. You yeah, know I mean, I I have to like look by my shoulder now to be like, all right, well, who do I trust? Who don't I trust? Type of thing. Right. So that's where like. The trust issues kind of started to come in. So talking about, like, all the kids that weren't affected nearly by, like, being shot or being in that situation, I can I can see where they're like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to be here right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Thank you for sharing that with yeah. us. And yeah. I'm happy that you're here. Yeah. Likewise, bro. Thank you. Thank you. And actually going off of that as well, you know, the age to buy an assault rifle is extremely young. I just looked it up. It's 18 years old to buy an yeah. assault rifle. Okay, yeah, well, class well, two. Well, that's the thing, though, about the whole assault rifles. Like, do you really need all that? Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, I, why? Believe, I believe everybody in this country has the right to protect <laughs> their family. There are people that we don't know, yeah. right? So I believe everyone should have a pistol or something. And I, you know, I, I understand gun enthusiasts. Like, they want guns. But... Do you need like an AR? 
Like I think many, we're many not states. fighting the Taliban yeah, right ain't now. Nobody need to pull out an AK-47. <laughs> Maybe in a right. gun range if you want to like use I, those guns and exhibit it. But do we all need these kind of guns? I don't know if we all need these kind of kinds of guns, but I do know that through recent media, these types of guns have almost been targeted as a fixation for these people as a, a weapon of choice. It just makes me feel so sad that it's continuous. One hundred and twenty-fourth. This is the 124th shooting in the United States, and it's not even April. We said that, but I, I, it needs to be said again. What's going on? How many, how many more people, how many more children do have to go to school thinking and looking over their shoulders? Why is this normal now? Why aren't we fixing this around us? Just these few people at this table have all come to a consensus that we have fears about this. Why is this not being helped why is this 154th are you joking and that's not even accounting the ones from the last years i think 2022 it is like 647 for last year and then 691 for the year before in 21 that's it's insane because it's because it's it's noted that it's high in just the united states of america and if you relate these statistics to other countries around the world globally there's nothing more more frightening than than the results there's something going on within the system of america that is causing the people to turn against the education system and and victimize innocent children and people and it's it's very, very sad, whether it's uh, all rooted from mental illness or gun exposure or violence or suppressed emotion, not inclusion. There's so many fingers we could point, but how many times are we going to point the finger before we put down the gun, before we stop shooting people, before we stop taking innocent lives? That will happen when we stop putting value on the dollar, Jordan. To be honest, when we stop putting the value on the dollar, then these deaths won't happen. But as long as the dollar's got a value, then this is going to continue and continue to happen because politicians will continue to blame mental health. And you know what? Let's be honest. This woman is transgender. They're going to attack that viciously. We already know that, right? Like, we already know what they're going to do, right? Uh But that's what they're going to use to distract the fact from actually getting something done. Or they'll do a minor concession, right, and be like, okay, you can't put a bump stock on an AR-15 in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, problem solved. Let's forget it. Just like we forgot about Uvalde. Just like we forgot about Columbine. Just like we forgot about Sandy Hook. Just like we forgot about uh, any other... The one in Florida, the Parkland shooting, it doesn't matter to these people. Uh, They don't give a fuck until we put no value on the dollar. Children, your children will continue to be in danger's way. Like the most they've ever done for it right now is just crisis intervention programs just for uh, advocating for the mental health. But they're just advocating. There's no real action. And it's just money that's being sent to the states to be like, okay, here's what you can do with it. Here's what you, quote unquote, can do with it. That doesn't mean you have to use it for that. They're not telling them this is the important issue. This is what needs to be changed. This is what needs to be done about these guns and about these people. So what what are they going to actually do about it? I think that's. I don't know. I don't know. And I almost feel helpless. I don't want to feel helpless, but I think that's another important aspect. You know, me personally speaking, I'm a student. And if me feeling helpless at my in my within my school system What can we as students do to prevent that? And I think one of the things we can do as students and as members of our community is to speak up when we see something. 
Speak right. up when we hear something suspicious. Like you said, if that friend with the list didn't come forward, what would have happened? We don't know. Sure. It, it just dives down into the the importance of individuality when it comes to all things I mean, we're, like this. We're in the age, truthfully, we're in the age of the people that are struggling with the most mental illnesses, like our age group at least, from teenage years up to around, I'd say 28, 29. The biggest. It's the yeah. biggest. Not to say that people that are older are not struggling with mental health issues, but this is the most prevalent, at least for our generation, Gen Z, and some, I guess even some millennials. 110% agree with you on that. And this is, I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons, like we mentioned before, why this is such a big problem, because it's not the gun, it's the person. We have all of these people, 18, 21, 25, whatever, that are just having all of these, they're able to just walk into a store and be like, hey, I want a gun license. And they go pick up an AR-15 just because they want one. And they just walk into a school because they can't. Yeah, And exactly. they have some resentment against the school. Like, that's an issue. That's a real problem. Have yep. you guys seen, like, the, I've seen some of this online. I actually have a friend that's a teacher down in Florida. Um, have you seen the bulletproof backpacks? I've heard of them. I've heard of them, too. I haven't seen them, but I've heard of them. It, so basically, an, an idea, there was a prototype invented of a bulletproof backpack. And before I even go in or start to even talk about that product, I want to think about why is that in the market? Why? And it's a bulletproof backpack? Like, why? I, I, can, I can ask so many questions why, and I don't know if I'll ever find the answer, but... I will Probably continue not. to ask. I will continue to ask because my mind ponders why. That's all we can do really is ask why and just bring out, keep bringing out what we're doing or keep doing what we're doing, saying yeah. this is the issue, address it, and we can't really. See, that's not the question I ask myself, though. The question that I ask myself is how can this change? And unfortunately, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, one of the biggest ways, at least for me, I would say is drastically increase the age to get a gun, not from 18, not to 21, make it 30, make it 35, something big. So at that point, that shows, you know, you're at least mature. You're mature enough because it's going to take a lot of, you got to do a lot of paperwork. You got to do a lot of background checks. Like that kind of stuff needs to be behind it when you're going to just get a license, not even to mention the gun. All of this is going to happen again once you're getting the gun. So yeah. there needs to be more reinforcement for what's going to happen when you're trying to purchase something on this scale. Like you said before, uh, Marcus the Wise, before it's okay to have a gun to defend yourself in those scenarios. You know, the second amendment is still a valid thing. Right. But uh -huh. abusing it is a different thing. You're just taking okay. these weapons just to abuse this quote unquote second amendment just so you can walk into a school and just so you can commit a crime, just so you can rob a bank or do whatever. Yeah. Like that's, I don't I'm kind of at a, a loss. A quick thing, it. though, real quick, is I, I I do agree with you. There needs to be maybe some kind of psych eval or neurological report done and shown before you can even get any of these weapons. And again, yeah, the Second Amendment. But remember, these guys were just fighting the British when they wrote this. There was no machine guns, no automatic weapons at all. They were fighting with muskets. The things that take like 10 minutes to reload one bullet, they didn't think of anything on this level. So people who continue to use that as, oh, the Second Amendment, they're just part of the issue for now. So I don't know what else we can say or do other than pray for the families of children. Not only children who are now gone, who have been shot and killed. And let's not even forget about the adults too. Yeah. Because yes, it's crucial that the children have died. But we can't forget about the adults that were there. They're defending them. 
they were just working. We can't forget about them. No, I know we can't forget them, bro. But it's just like I have little brothers and sisters, and it's just like they still got that innocence glint, like that innocence in their eyes, where they just like, I just, I, I don't, yeah. I just can't. I think it um, all ties down to seeing something and saying something. I think a big takeaway here. I, I'm sorry. I know this story is a bit draining, a bit sad. I don't want to depress the viewers, but I do think it's it's important to say. Um, we do have a position of of say here, and we're not just going to sit around and act like we're helpless. If you see something, say something, because you never know how many lives that could truly save, okay? See something, say something. That's the lesson of the day. Now that we've learned the lesson of the day, let's dive into a more interesting scientific and robotic concept. Listen up next. Welcome back to the rise of AI. They are already here. They're driving our cars, watching our homes, and even in our pockets. AI, or artificial intelligence, has started its slow conquest of the entire planet, completing technological wonders for the advancement of human civilization, racing from defense in the cyber world to the identification of breast cancer. Recent research has shown that the field usage of AI in the medical fields have aided doctors in discovering cancer four years before it has developed. It functions by comparing previously identified anomalies of cancer to patients' x-rays. Assisting us for now, but it's only a matter of time before your smartphone begins to morph into Arnold Schwarzenegger, Exhibiting an incredible muscular body and display a thick Austrian accent looking to terminate Sarah Connor. Perhaps they'll continue to aid us for the betterment of the future. Or maybe they'll talk about us amongst themselves because we couldn't find the solution to stop our demise. Take that human to the trash! As technological times advance, are you fearful of AI possibly becoming non-dependent of human intelligence? What is your stance on the consistent use of AI in today's world? What about you guys? You guys look like you have some hot opinions coming up. Do I? <laughs> Marcus, what you got? I mean, I know why this question is being asked. If we really get down to it, we want to have an AI partner. I, let's be honest. That's what it's all leading to. That's why people care and are interested about it. Like we always talk about, oh, AI is so interesting because it is interesting and there's a lot of like scientific things. But I think for like dumb idiots like me, and maybe I speak for myself in self-projection. I'm with you. Okay, you're with me. <laughs> how soon until we can get an AI wife so or I'm actually, a woman um, for the night? So I'm actually going to go off of that. But first, I'm not with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get into that. But first, just to... Recap, you know, an AI is more of like a complex system of algorithms, which uses machine learning to make decisions. So you're literally just taking all of these algorithms and equations and giving it to a machine and say, oh, okay, this is what you need to use to base your decisions off of. So when you said something to have like an AI wife, that's kind of what they're starting to get into because now you have things like Replica, you have ChatGBT, which is the most deadly because that's how AI can learn off of how the human can speak, how they function, how they think, those kind of... CJ English? <laughs> Please. <laughs> he, by the way, he's asking for a, a moderate English translation. There are multiple platforms that are out currently that the AI can already learn how a human talks. Given Replica, ChatGBT, those are the two platforms. 
and oh okay they're platforms yeah they're platforms don't worry those are the two platforms and that chat gbt one is the one that's the most deadly because you're literally talking to an ai about how what you're thinking about it could be different characters that you're going off of it could be I don't know. You could be talking to a fictional character. Okay, so can you bang yeah. one of these or not? Like, what's up? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yo, but um, actually, getting serious. Next step. You were talking about things getting dangerous with AI, and I got some concerns. Truly, um, have you guys seen that episode of The Simpsons where all the AIs and all the robots turn on the town and start killing everyone? If Stein not, I'm seeing, you? <laughs> I'm seeing some jaw drops. Not sure if that's reciprocating. I don't want to <laughs> think about that because The Simpsons is like, Predicting. they predicted everything. That's oh what God. I'm saying. Me personally saying I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I'm a huge fan of like all the all the controversies and all the, the chaotic news that comes along with that stuff. But bringing it back full circle and back to center of our question here. Um, about our stances on the consistent use of AI in today's world, I don't necessarily think it's completely a bad thing. I do know, I would like to note that there's lots of cognitive fear about robots and AIs turning against us. And I hensley brought up the Simpsons episode as a, as a joke and a reference to my knowledge of, minimal knowledge of robots and AI. Um, but next up, I'm curious as to what you have to say about the consistent use of AI in today's world. What do you think? So there's two actually most prevalent methods for it. The first one is actually for the cyber field, because you already know if you listen to a couple of other podcasts, I'm huge into cybersecurity, anything technological. So there's two Couldn't things. Couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lives on you definitely know. <laughs> but there's, uh, there's two programs just real quick. It's called IDS, Intrusion Detection System, and IPS, Intrusion Prevention System. These are the two that huh? are the most <laughs> they're the most common systems. Long story short, you see everyone knows what a firewall is, right? Hopefully. I touched the Please. firewall. <laughs> I remember this. A I firewall this. protects you from any kind of like Yes. So it's like the security that's literally right in front of you. Yes. Um, on a system. So then IDS is basically the AI that's gonna look at all of this traffic, all this stuff. Let's just say you're watching how to build an AI wife. All of that comes in and now it sees that as, or it flags it as hostile. So it's like, hey, I don't like that, but it doesn't do anything about it. That's all an IDS is, intrusion detection. It just detects. Sometimes all you got to say is, hey, I don't like that. Touch Yeah, pretty much. What do you mean by hostile? Like, what do you, what does that entail? What would be something that would be kind of hostile towards an AI? I'm going to unplug you. Or what's embedded in an AI, what it what would be hostile? So that kind of goes back into the equations or those algorithms that we were talking before. So it takes a collection of algorithms based off of certain packets, which is basically what data is sent as. It's just packets. Okay. It takes a collection of how packets were analyzed and... It says, okay, this is a bad packet, this is a good packet, this is a bad packet, et cetera, et cetera. So it looks over the traffic and it'll, traffic meaning all the stuff that's flowing in, and it'll say, that's a good packet, that's a good packet, that's a bad packet, flag that. That's a good packet, that's a good, so it just keeps going through that. And the difference is between these two is the IPS is the one that's like, I don't like that, I'm gonna change it. Okay. And it does the same thing. So it's using the AI to flag it and destroy it, which, so a lot of people like to talk about what's going to happen in the future with AI. And yeah. I, I think people don't always understand we're in the future right now. 
It's like this is the time where it's starting. Yeah. So my my question is, (laughs) people people really refer to like you know in a hundred years, two hundred years, there'll be some kind of like you know takeover, which I think is ridiculous. What is a more realistic? actual thing that's happening right now in AI technology, which is advancing and evolving in a, a really cool way. Um, maybe not a cool way, but have you ever heard of deep fakes? Yes, And how deep fakes are currently a modern way to almost catfish slash manipulate people of influence in the media. Do you want to carry that next step? It sounds like you're really eager. Well, kind of. <laughs> you, you said that. He said it. I mean. It's the porn. No, what? Wait, what? The deep fake? The deep fake? What's oh, going on right now? Yeah. People are getting in trouble. There was just yeah, a, yeah. a big incident was literally they were putting celebrities on porn. Yeah. Basically, yeah, that's basically what that is. And that's also. And they and can it, also manipulate voices. I'm so sorry. that's like saying if I were to take Marcus's voice, but I'm speaking. Like the videos we watch? Like the videos we With watch. With Trump and uh, Joe Biden. I was about to those... say, what videos are you guys okay, talking so, about? Okay, right, so context, for con- okay, for context, this is not like yeah, a political thing. It's just, it's just a meme where it revolves around, <laughs> let's just say, uh, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and Obama Bill are having Clinton. a conversation. Yeah, Bill Clinton. <laughs> they're all just having a normal conversation over Minecraft. Yeah. And it sounds like their voice, they're actually like, hey, you stole my bi- diamonds. Give them back. It's no, I have mind. my pick crap. What a Call of Duty. I'm just saying, it's I've Call seen, of look, Duty. I just picked yeah. a random game, right? Okay. Hold on, hold on. So programmed AI. Yes. What does it have a, a conscious? Can it think for itself? Or is it Not just yet. responding to what a human is Kind of programming it to do right Right now. No, because the minute that an AI gains consciousness, that control, quote unquote, that we have over AI is lost because now it's starting to think like a human. So let's just say that chat GBT and all of that. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're looking at Skynet at that point. (laughs) But let's just say that that chat GBT that I mentioned earlier, you gave that a conscience and you told it you gave it emotion. Now it's thinking like a human. Now it can process Faster, for one, because I'm pretty sure the electrical signals that go through a brain is one one hundredth of the power that its tiny silicon chip can do. So imagine a computer. Say that again. So an electrical signal in the brain moves at one one hundredth the speed of the signal in a silicon chip. So basically imagine that motherboard or that little processor that you put in your computer moving 100,000 times faster than your own brain. That's concerning because I feel like electrical signals in our brain are are, are already projected as yeah. immediate, almost immediate, right? Right. And we are, I think we had a discussion before on a previous podcast about how it takes so much to just replicate the brain, just to replicate right. the functions of the brain right. itself. And it took, what, five, 50, well, I don't say that many, but like 50 supercomputers, which think of... I don't even know how to scale that. The processing power of a factory in one supercomputer, it took 50 of those to replicate the human brain, just all of the functions on a human brain. And now we're at the point where a tiny processor is 100,000 times faster than the speed of the human brain. It just makes me wonder, what's next for AI? Yeah. What, what is going to happen in like 10 years when it gets like how many more units can get what is the expansion possibilities when the units keep on growing so exponentially oh, good question what right. happens next so let me start with a more realistic one and i can progress from there okay so 
like we mentioned before, it's used for breast cancer research development. And what we found is that it's used to identify the cancer four years earlier than when it's previously detected. So that means the AI takes all of these images and it's like, hey, I see that. I see that they look similar, even though it's super small. That's most likely cancer. So that it's like a tool now because it's not like we said, it doesn't have a conscious. It's still a tool like it doesn't. It just works off of learning. It can learn, but it doesn't know what it's learning or why it's important. It's just like, okay, I'm going to learn this because it has all of these equations and algorithms that it's going to go off of. Now for the future, let's just take it with the game Cyberpunk 2077. You know, <laughs> I had to relate it to games, but you know, it's we're getting to that point because with AI, they're going to say, okay, now you can manufacture this body or now you can manufacture this robotic figure based off of the human and I don't know if you guys have heard of that movie Elysium. It's Elysium. Yeah, Elysium with, uh, uh, Matt Damon. Yep, yeah. that's the one. I think that's the one where uh, there is a machine that could literally repair anything in the human body. It just did one once over and it detected everything that was wrong with the human body. Wow. And it repaired it on the spot. That's this that's pretty far away, but that's on the path because it's using AI to detect, okay, this is what the perfect human body looks like. This is the person that I'm analyzing. I'm going to cross-reference these two and this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. It's going to ping all of that. It's like an IPS. It's literally detecting everything and then it's preventing all of that from happening again. It's recognizing the... So it's... That's fucking insane. So it's recognizing the actual difference in between and being able to pick that up and alert that. Yeah. Like an example with the tumor, yeah. right? Th that's what those algorithms are. That out that AI is saying, this is what a cancer looked like. This is the algorithm for what a cancer looks like. So So hold on. Is there a point where the AI will recognize that I'm being commanded? I'm being controlled by something. And it's gonna almost look in it, look in at itself and realize I am different and a different piece of me or my consciousness is separate and individual to who is programming me. And that's when we lose the control of the AI. Once it realizes, I can think on my own. I have these equations. I'm faster than them. I can move faster than them. I can do this better than them. That's when we lose that control over the AI because it realizes, okay, I can do this so much better. Here's how I can solve the problem without them. Here's how I can fix this problem without them, them being us, humans. So it's entirely possible that AI could get better than us. We can't see that right now, but that's what everyone's afraid of is the fact that AI, robots, all of this is going to get better than us. It's bound to happen. We created it, so now we have to have some kind of control over it. But when that control is lost because it gains a conscious... Well said. Hello, Skynet. <laughs> is there dimensions to the thinking of it? Like, is there dimensions that technology is at right now that it can keep on exceeding and exceeding that's, for, for its path of realization of oneself? That's kind of really far in the future because when you get to... You're talking about dimensional control? Is it in, in, in the sense that we have created a dimensional control for the technology already? So is there a point where they realize this dimension, the one that we're on? That could be a possibility. So it's like they're in a separate world and we govern over them. 
That's like saying they're coming to our world. So the only thing, though, is we haven't gotten to that point, and the AI hasn't gotten to that point either, because they're still a tool, technically, quote unquote. They're still just tools that we use. It's weird to say that, like, we're higher than them, but it's true. Like, they're, they're in everything. They're in our phones. They're in our cameras. They're in our mics. They're in everything. They're used to improve our own performance. So they can't determine what's good or evil. They only know based off of what's input and output. So whatever we give them, they give us a certain amount of output based on what they Yo. know. That's like telling someone a story and they're giving you advice based off what they know. It's the same thing with person to person. Every AI is going to be different. So technically, are AIs almost like children? Just about, yeah. Because when an AI just, let's just say, you know, you have an infant and an AI. They're basically on the same level. They know absolutely nothing. You give an AI all these algorithms. They, they have no idea what to do with it. You're going to give them all this input. They're like, huh, what, do, like, what do I do with this? It's like a sponge. Right it's Pretty like much. a sponge. If so, you're only giving X amount of information to this non-conscientious being, it's only going to know so much. Right. And the more info you give it, the more output it'll give you. And it's like, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm learning. I'm starting to learn. The same way a human just grows up, that's the same way an AI learns. It gets- Slash advances. Advances. So it's the way that it gathers information, interprets it, and gives you an answer. That's how it's getting up to that point. And- it really, like I said before, it can usurp human intellect in the future because it's going to keep learning. It's going to say, here are the problems with humans. Here's what they haven't corrected. Here's what I could do. And throw in that conscious part. I'm better than them. I can do this, this, this better. Mesh all that together. Now you have an AI that wants to take over the world. Hello, maybe, Skynet. Maybe, maybe <laughs> a triple threat. Triple threat. I mean. That is chaotic if I've never, if I've ever heard something. Yep. Now, I do want to bring some good news because right now it's just been like, oh, AI is going to take over the world. But. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> in the future, it's, entire, it's an entirely possible future, but that doesn't mean it's our set future. It's scientifically plausible that AI will be able to conscientiously take over the society within the next pretty something years. I don't know. So long enough, but. Um, it, basically in AI, it can't be used completely. So, you know, we see it in daily activities. Like I said before, there's a lot of cyber tools. There's a lot of chat bots that you can do. There's a lot of like mics and technology that come out. We can't fully deploy it because of the testing that it needs to go under. You can't just throw an AI out into the world and be like, okay, go crazy. Like that's now you're Bro, just setting up to that point. That's like when you're unleashing a dog. It's like, <laughs> you're like unleashing, the AI is going wild. Yeah, you're literally unleashing Cujo without taming Cujo. That's what, I wish I that's understood what it that. Is. Cujo's, long story short, there's a movie about this dog named Cujo that had rabies, and it literally <laughs> just went around and started killing people. Oh, so, so rabies, dogs, rabies, AI, kind of chaotic. Pretty much. If you just unleash an AI that has no idea what it's doing. With and rabies? It's just, <laughs> with rabies, if they can get rabies. If an AI like that is unleashed on the world, then obviously that's a problem. But right now, in this current moment, we have full control over the, I don't even say full control, but we have 99% control over an AI because it's still free thinking. You can't put a human in a box. It's the same way of putting an AI in a box. You can't do it. So, so can I ask a question real quick right before ahead. we go? Why would we program it more if we're going to lose control of it? 
So it be it would be for our own benefit. We're giving it more information to help us and more, give us more convenience in our daily life. So for example, let's just say a good example is the recommendation engines on that you see everywhere, that you see on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, freaking Google, whatever you see. So those recommendations, they give you like news articles, they'll give you random websites that you think, all of that, you're giving it more information. So let's just take that search box. You give it, let's just say you type in car. It's gonna give you everything about cars. Now you type in supercar, gonna give you only supercars. You type in Lamborghini supercar LP650-4, which With is a Pikachu car. stickers. With Pikachu stickers. It's gonna pull up a very select amount because it's searching, it's taking all of if that any. input. Because of the I guarantee stickers. you there's one out there. I guarantee <laughs> <One or> you. <laughs> but either way, it's gonna, the more input you give it, the more convenient it's gonna be for us humans. The only thing is moderating how much information we give it so it doesn't get out of that quote-unquote convenience stage. Oh, we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that's the end of one long and detailed segment. Coming up next, we have some chaotic news for you, so stay tuned. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the police. My friends thought this was funny, so a man in Glasgow, Scotland, was arrested for armed robbery. Nothing out of the sorts, right? Well, if your victim happened to be somebody you knew, now that's just dumb luck. But what about if your apparent robbery victim happened to be your own 17-year-old son? I am your father. This truly happened, where a 17-year-old boy was withdrawing 10 pounds from the ATM and right after heard the familiar voice of his father putting a knife to him and yelling for the money. The father then fled the scene and was promptly arrested back at their family home after the son called the police and told them that his own father was the one who had tempted the robbery. The father ended up being sentenced to 26 months in prison. As for the family dynamic, the relationship is broken between the father and his family. If your own father robbed you, would you be able to bring yourself to call the police or confront him in person? Confronted on sight. Yes. It's blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally blood. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that's just embarrassing. I mean, granted, he didn't even know it was his son, but 10 Great British Pounds, that's literally $11, Thank you for the conversion, by the way. Yeah. I was a little confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just $12. So you're literally mugging someone over $12, let alone it's your own son. But- it's twelve dollars. What? Do you, yeah, you're gonna go buy a pack of crisps with it. You're gonna not, go buy some fries with it. Not I mean, enough for bail. No, that's, <laughs> that's kind of messed up that he like robbed his son after. I don't know if he realized at the time, but like the son, I don't know. I feel like there's other ways to like. Would you call the police? Like, would you? Truly? No, no, because he found out it was his dad. He knew right away it was his dad. I would confront my dad if it was Yeah, I wouldn't call the police because I think that just does such a long-term damage. Or, and I just but I wouldn't confront it in a nice line. way. I, w- I wouldn't confront it in a nice way at all. No, I, I wouldn't. Like, but I, see, I would be with Lila on that. Yeah. There's no need really to call the police unless it starts getting haywire. But at the same time, it's like, come on, what are you doing? Like, maybe, we're family. What are you doing? <laughs> sorry to interrupt, but maybe his father, maybe him and his father already had an unhealthy relationship. And that was just the cherry on the top. It sounds like this man that committed the assault and slash robbery is already 
a little bit unwell, um, approaching with violence, knife to the guy's throat for $12? Come on. What's going on? Make it 13 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. Well, he's getting 26 months for it. 26 months in prison for that. That's just, a little over two years, yeah. That's messed up, man. I don't know. Not to mention that I'm pretty sure the whole family hates him now because yeah. he attacked his own son. So yeah, not only is the son and father relationship gone, it's whole family's out. How did you not know it was your son, though? He was maybe he was distorted from the adrenaline of about to commit. Um, oh, this is my twelve bucks! Like, <laughs> like what? I'm sure I'm it was sure. at night. He probably had a sweatshirt on or something. Didn't he did it from behind? So, I believe so. So when you ask that question, I'm gonna ask you another question though. What What would you think if this man knew it was his son? What do you think he would do if he knew it was his son? Oh, uh, if I was that son, I would beat the shit. Hopefully, right, he would stop. <laughs> but she's asking, what would, what would, the dad, do if he realized? Well, hopefully, yeah. well, so it depends. The the it depends on the record that the dad has. Obviously, like it depends if he's been doing this or not. So, if this was like a one-time thing, well, I, I hope he wouldn't do it again. Or I, I hope he wouldn't do it. Period. But if he's like one of those assholes that's just like, nah, I'm, I'm here for money, like. I need this. This is for me. Then that's a whole different story. I think he would still do it. Imagine. Like, I don't know because he's in the article at the end. He literally said that like he was so like regretful and remorseful of doing it. But obviously, oh, you well, that. well if you got <laughs> caught by like if you got caught with that, of course you're gonna be like, oh, I regret it. I'm so sorry. Let alone by your own son. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if um? What if after he robbed his son, he was like, yo, I'll see you at dinner. <laughs> see you tonight. Meatloaf, right? <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> but anyways, that's the end of this Jolly Old segment. Coming up next, we have some good news for you, so stay tuned for that. I need to do this for me. I need to do this for my daughter. tuning in to Chasing the Chaos Good News of the Week and today we have Fire Wilmora, 22-year-old single mother from Oklahoma who brought her four-year-old daughter to her audition on American Idol. Wilmora sang her song and you could hear the passion she had but the judges agreed she was not ready for the competition yet. Wilmora was devastated by the news hoping this singing opportunity could help provide for her and her daughter. Fire is a single mother and opened up to the judges about how life can be extremely difficult for single mothers, especially at her age. After she was rejected from receiving the golden tickets, you could see the sheer pain and devastation in her eyes. But all that soon would change when her little firecracker of a daughter took the golden ticket and rewarded it to her mother. The warm embrace the two shared after the audition showcased their path of love and eternity between mother and daughter. Fire Wilmore may not have received the golden ticket on a game show, but she received a golden ticket in life with her beautiful, beautiful daughter. I think that segment is so beautiful, and it really reminds me that there, there's purity out in the world. There's goodness, and I was happy that although she didn't receive the golden ticket in the way she would have hoped, I think she won overall. What would you guys say? And I mean, let's be honest, it's a pretty fire first name. Fire? It Oh! 
Wait, I get it now. <laughs> Thank you. Someone got it. But yeah, no, I really, I do understand because it, just the fact that the child recognized, hey, this is what my mother really wants. I'm going to give it to her. Yeah. That's just sweet in itself. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Did you guys see the video? I oh, did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's the cutest, isn't yeah, she? Very, just yeah, the cutest. Very cute. Oh, and um, actually, this little act of kindness inspired by her daughter also swayed the judges to inspire them and give Fire another opportunity to sing at Nashville. So there you go. That's they great rec- news. They recognized yeah. that she was motivated to make a change. They weren't ruthless, but they did give her constructive criticism, which there's a very big difference between the two. And mm. the, the mother, I mean, I, I, as we were listening, she has an amazing voice. Yeah. She does, She definitely has all the tools she just needs to put it together now. She Truly. can sing way better than me. Well, that has been it for our good news of the week. I am Jordan. I'm Next Step. I'm Live Zone. Marky. And thank you for listening to Chasing the Chaos.